0: Back to who's there, I'm your host Allison. If you're new here, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where I talk to a new horror fan every week because I hope to destigmatize what it means to be a horror movie fan. Because most of us are just regular people who like the adrenaline rush for being scared for some reason, and here we delve into those reasons. I have an awesome episode for you this week with the creator and the host of the podcast, Plug It Up, Caitlin Grant. You've also probably heard her on Bloody Good Horror, which is how we met. We discussed why she loves body horror, why she thinks she definitely wouldn't survive a zombie outbreak, and who her favorite final girls are, and so much more. One last thing before we get into this episode, if you love the show and haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I'd be so grateful if you could take a second to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe to our feed wherever you listen to us. Thank you to everyone who's already left us a review. It's so appreciated and it really helps people find us. I think that's it. So let's get into my conversation with Caitlin Grant. Hey everyone, this week I have another friend of mine from the bloody good horror community and she is also the host of the awesome horror podcast, plug it up. You know her, you love her. I'm talking about Caitlin. She talks about the monstrous feminine every week while dissecting a different horror movie and I'm so glad she was able to be here with me today. So let's bring her on. Hey Caitlin, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I
1: have a couple of horror podcasts that I do. The one that you and I know each other from is Bloody Good Horror. So I got uh, to step into a role there. I guess it's been coming up on a year now. And it's been really surreal because I was a fan for forever and ever. And it's just been really great. And under the Bloody Good Horror Network, I have my own show called Plug It Up, which explores the monstrous feminine in all its forms. And I release every week. And it's just been... A labor of love but
0: very fun and it's just been a blast so awesome well we will get into that a little bit more later but first things first what's your favorite scary movie you know I know you're gonna
1: ask this and I had some written down I definitely suffer from recency bias like whatever I've just covered on plug it up I'm like you know what it might be my favorite but it's <laughs> <laughs> um the one that I re-watch the most frequently I think is The Witch so okay. that's become like a, a favorite I also really do love raw. So like for modern, those two, but for like all time classics, I do have to go Rosemary's baby and the exorcist.
0: Nice, nice. I've never actually seen raw. I've been told that I have to, I've just always so hesitant to, because I heard that like the gore was so bad, but I don't think it actually is. I don't think so. I think you would really like it. I I really do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, go watch it sometime. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, So how did you first fall in love with the horror genre?
1: I always liked spooky stuff when I was a kid. Like I always enjoyed the like Halloween episodes of sitcoms and things like that. But I remember one weekend when I was, I think I was 11 and then I had two best friends that are sisters and they sort of flanked me in age. So we were 10, 11, 12, I guess. And their mom rented us in one weekend. The original Carrie, the original Amityville Horror and the original Poltergeist. And I feel like from that moment, it was just like out to the races. (laughs) So those sort of, it was a big weekend for us. (laughs) (laughs) Scary, definitely scared us, but I feel like that's where things got solidified.
0: Nice. And how old were you? I was 11. So we were, you know, right at, right at the right time for it. Yeah. I saw, I saw a scream for the first time on when my friend and I rented it on VHS when I was 11. So nice. It's a good age to, to start getting into scary stuff. Yeah, I had another guest on my podcast recently and he was like, "I'm going to introduce my daughter to scream eventually." You know, she's only 11 right now. I was like, "That seems like seems like the right perfect time." time. Yeah. <laughs> she can take it. <laughs> I mean, when
1: you think about it like I don't know. When I think about like Jurassic Park like that, it had some serious scares in it. compared, I mean like different kinds of scares because there are dinosaurs, but like I don't know. There's some some decently scary stuff in kids movies.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know if I' had to call it Jurassic Park a kids movie. True. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to see that when it was first in theaters and I was nine or eight and I was so mad. Oh. But then my brother was born and he started watching them when he was like two. So and you're like, huh, interesting. Yeah, I was interesting like, All right, parents. Yeah. I see I see how it's gonna go. Okay, yeah. I get it. Cool. <laughs> but I always I always ask people if they think that Jurassic Park is a horror movie. and I usually get the answer that it's more like a creature feature or sci-fi. It is, you know, I, I'm i writing
1: some horror trivia for some friends of mine and it, it is more sort of like beginner and inclusive because it's for, you know, if I was doing it for my online friends, like if, if I was doing it for you guys and the Bloody Good Horror True, it would be a little bit harder, but it's for <laughs> just sort of like my general buddies, most of whom have like horror inclinations, but I have a round of scores and themes and I include the Jurassic Park, but like, da <laughs> da because like it's recognizable. And
0: so I count it in like horror trivia genre yeah (laughs) nothing else but yeah I know what you mean yeah for for novices for horror novices when you need trivia questions you can use that yeah yeah I made out with somebody once to the Jurassic Park theme it was pretty it's pretty great that sounds very romantic it's it's (laughs) it's a very pretty song it like has swells and yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so why do you think that people who seem perfectly sane love the horror genre you
1: know I think I was talking to Jonathan Barkan, the guy who's doing the horror and mental health documentary a couple Mm -hmm. of months ago. And we were talking about this and he said that people that like horror tend to, like, it's not that you identify with the darkness, but you like looking into the darkness a little bit. And I think that that curiosity resonates with a lot of us where, you know, we, we aren't celebrating it per se, but we are looking into that sort of like peek behind the darkness curtain, see what's back there a little bit. And that's, I, that was the nicest sort of description I had found of it. It's, it can be almost therapeutic in a way, looking into sort of the, the darker sides of the way people can behave.
0: Yeah, definitely. What would you say is your favorite subgenre in horror?
1: Ooh, I love body horror. I really do. (laughs) So like Titan and Raw have been right up my alley. (laughs) I think the genre that still scares me the most though is zombie horror. I was, uh, the new Dawn of the Dead remake, which was like 2004 or something, yeah. came out when I was in high school. Like I was too old to have been truly scared <laughs> by it, but I was like deeply afraid of it. So like really good zombie, like contagion-esque, I know we're living in COVID, so that sounds, it's been a rough couple <laughs> of years for me, but, <laughs> but uh, that kind of horror does get to me. That sort of like chaos
0: and anarchy post the zombie craziness. Nice. Dawn of the Dead remake in 2004 was, was really great. I think, I think I was a senior in high school or maybe that came out when I was in college, but yeah, that I have, have I seen the original Dawn of the Dead? I don't know, but what would your, what would your um, exit strategy or plan be if there was a zombie apocalypse? My brother and
1: I talk about this sometimes and like, I'm not particularly athletic. I am a very prepared person, like Girl Scout motto, be prepared. Mm -hmm. I've got like an emergency bag in my trunk. I travel a lot for work, so I'm on the road a lot. Like I have preparedness sort of like built into who I am. But when it came down to it, like, I don't think I would be a very good zombie combatant. Like I am not skilled with weapons. I, don't, like, I just, I don't know how well I would do. I, my strategy would just be to sort of like hole up in my apartment, meet up with my family and just sort of like go as long as I could. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah i think yeah i would definitely be the same i'm not someone that's going to be out there like trying to solve the mystery or kill the zombies nah. i'm be like let's make some mac and cheese if we still have electricity
1: right yeah like let's
0: let's read some books and take enjoy <laughs> our time <laughs> let's let's watch some horror movies if we have power yeah, so. I'm also like, I, I have
1: contacts and, you know, glasses when I'm not wearing contacts and I'm almost just like, I would immediately probably lose my glasses. Like yeah. i would just like, there's so many variables where I just <laughs> would not do great.
0: I think. Yeah. I also wear contacts out so that, that also worries me. I'd be like, have to switch to glasses. And I hate glasses.
1: When you get sweaty, they fall off. It's yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Especially
0: with with the mask that you'd have to wear and like they fog up. These are, these are the problems that nobody talks about. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Nobody ever runs out of toilet paper on these shows or movies. No. And that's what I want to know. Like, I want to know, like,
1: where'd you get your seeds to make your farm? Like, where did you get your like weapons? Where did you get all these
0: things? Like, (laughs) how do you, how do you irrigate your, your little town? Like, (laughs) Uh, what's your favorite, what are your favorite body horror movies? Raw is definitely
1: up there for me. I, I really love it. I love, I like cannibalism movies in general because I feel like they're so taboo and raw. And there's always going to be body horror with cannibalism. So raw really sort of takes the cake. I do love like society and some of the Cronenberg classics, like, you know, The Brood and
0: things like that. But I feel like we're in a a good wave of body horror right now. I'm excited to see where we go. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up a little bit because I was pretty turned off by most of it just because I was like, oh, I don't want to look at that. But now I'm starting to be like, it's not affecting me as much anymore, which sounds so weird to say, but <laughs> I saw candy. I saw the, the requel of candy and everyone was like, that was so gory. And I was like, really? It was. Oh, I don't know. Well,
1: and that's the thing. Like, I feel like I count more things as body horror than maybe most people would. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Candyman is body horror. Like is it? Oh, maybe, this one like definitely did. Bit? Yeah. With yeah. He like bees, turns like, into yeah. a honeycomb. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff I think <laughs> is impressive.
0: So so since you love cannibals, do you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre a lot? I do. I like Texas Chainsaw. Um,
1: original is yeah. the, original <laughs> and number two are my fans. I also like the remake, the 2003, I think right. remake. Mm-hmm. I really like, yeah,
0: cool. I was listening to the episode of bloody good horror that was released on Patreon about Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't learn a fan. I didn't like that one. (laughs) That, people are like super split. People are like, they liked it or they hated it a lot. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it just wasn't my fave. I'd rather go back and watch like two or the remake or of course the original, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that.
1: Who are your favorite horror directors? Well, I'm really liking Julia Decor now. I'm excited to see what (laughs) she does next. I'm also a big like Ari Aster, Jordan Peele fan for the, Stuff that they've been putting out lately. I'm really excited for Nope. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also like Karen Kusama. I love Jennifer's body. I love uh, The Invitation. I feel like she's, and she also did some episodes of Yellow Jackets. So I feel like she's got a pretty interesting range of like horror comedy, really serious like mumblecore horror. And then, I don't know, she does, she has a cool range. And I'm, I'd like to see more from her.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, have you heard that she's up to anything soon?
1: The last thing I saw was uh, her work on Yellow Jackets and that's the last thing I saw like on IMDb, but I would love to see some, like another full feature movie.
0: Yeah, definitely. Karen, if you're out there listening to this, which you clearly are, come on. (laughs) Come on, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched The Invitation, I think probably two or three times and it's always just so uncomfortable. When would you have left the uh, dinner?
1: Oh God, I I wanna (laughs) say that I would have left early because I don't know that movie does such a good job of like getting your heightened senses like something is wrong going and then also like the polite sort of okay I should I'm probably just being silly like I should I should stay they're making me dinner (laughs) like I I would probably get caught I don't know in the middle like all the characters did I love that movie it's so good
0: yeah when would you leave I probably wouldn't have gone because I would have been like your ex-wife who's been nowhere (laughs) for the last how many years is now back. I'm going to order some food and I will be at home. Give me a call. You need me to go. Yeah, I'll (laughs) zoom you guys in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. God, that movie's so good. Oh yeah. It's great. So an article came out no longer last year in 2020 saying that horror movie fans were handling lockdown better than non-horror movie fans. Why do you think that was the case?
1: I think it comes back to that sort of not being afraid to look into the darkness a little bit. You know, I think we've always had sort of what if type scenarios when it comes to what would we do in X, Y, or Z situation, because of sort of the survivalist nature of horror movies. I also think like in a more practical sense, a lot of us are collectors of media, both physical and digital. So like I was going through my movies, you know, and (laughs) We also, you know, we're part of the Bloody Good Horror Slack community. So a lot of us have found online, like horror communities where we've met friends with similar interests. And I think a lot of us were maybe ahead of the game in that scenario in terms of like having friends that we connect to primarily online.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thank goodness for Jody and his trivia nights.
1: Jody is, I
0: just love him so much. He's yeah. the best. So you have a podcast um, of your own, like I said in the beginning and as you went into, and it's totally awesome. I love listening to it. Thanks. It's called Plug It Up, which I also love the name because it's just, it's going to make people cringe. Yeah. I <laughs> um, love it. And it's all about exploring the monstrous feminine in horror movies. Tell me a little bit more about it and how you came up, came up with the idea for it, the title, et cetera.
1: Yeah. So I was guesting on a podcast a few years ago and I had done raw and in, in raw, there's no sort of, so, so plug it up started with the monstrous menstruation trope and I've got into various monstrous feminine tropes, but with raw, there's not a period scene, but there is that sort of like coming of age and coming into one's own sort of monstrous self. And that's where I started talking about it. And then I also talked about it on that podcast that I was guesting on for Ginger Snaps. And Jennifer's body. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm onto something. I don't care if people think I'm crazy. <laughs> so I approached John from Bloody Good Horror to talk about it a little bit, and we decided to give it a go. And it's been really good. And since then, I've been looking at other aspects of sort of being a woman in horror scenarios. So gone on to do Monstrous Motherhood, like The Omen or Rosemary's Baby body horror in women will be coming down the pike, like sort of monstrous friendships between women like the craft or even Heather's, which is more horror adjacent, but, and, you know, women who are themselves horrific women who are battling horrors. So I just, you know, I wanted to have a gender inclusive and open space to talk about women in horror in, in a really cool way.
0: Awesome. Um, you're so good at analyzing horror movies, which is why I love listening and why I love listening to horror movie podcasts because I'm so not great at it. So I I'll don't watch. think that's true at all. <laughs> I think you're very good at it. <laughs> well, no, I was watching, what was I rewatching recently? I was rewatching some, something and they were like, oh no, it was mother. I was listening to a po- I was listening to the horror queers talk about mother and they were like, it's the Bible. And I was like, I over my head, maybe it's cause oh. I never read the Bible.
1: no truly same for me like until I heard I guess the bloody good horror episode or something about it I was like oh because I too like I remember in college they would be like in a literature class people talking about okay these three people found this guy alive after whatever many days and everyone was like ah bible and I was like what the fuck are you talking about like I don't have these (laughs) cultural references like you guys got to catch me up to speed (laughs) So yeah, it, it went over my head too. But now that I know, I'm like, ah, very smart.
0: Yeah. Aronofsky, um, did he do that one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good at making movies that make you feel really uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm recording Black Swan next week for uh, Plug It Up. So oh, talk nice. about uncomfortable Aronofsky. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I saw that in theaters and I have not watched it since. So I think I will have to rewatch it before I listen to your episode. Because I think that's the only Aronofsky movie I have not rewatched. I own Requiem for a Dream. So, cause that's a good time to watch over and over. <laughs> Black Swan is, is it's yeah. I, I fall somewhere in the middle. I'm, uh, I'm going to have
1: Elizabeth on and she loves it. So I'm excited to see where we land on it. I mean, there's definitely a lot to talk about, but yeah,
0: very, it's a, it can be a tough watch for sure. Yeah. The only thing I remember is like the toenail scene. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of body horror. Yeah. 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 I was on a date. At a guy's apartment where I was like, I really want to watch this movie called Titan. And he was like, All right, whatever. And then it started. And I'm like, I'm so sorry.
1: No, like, wait him (laughs) out. Like, if if you're not going to be able to do this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, what are your favorite three episodes that you've recorded so far since you started? Ooh, you know, I, I
1: really like the ones where we end up laughing a lot. The one that came out this week was on Your Next, and that was a really fun one just because it's the first one we've done on A Final Girl, which is always a good topic. You know, it's, yeah. they're fun to talk about, and that movie just rules. It's so funny. So I think that one's up there for me. The Jennifer's Body one was really fun. My friend Colleen was on, and she just is so smart and always brings so much to the table. So I love that one. Ooh, I don't know this is difficult
0: I have to listen um, to your episode on your next but I love that movie so much
1: oh it's so good and then I I, I really liked the one that we did on Gone Girl because she was our first sort of like just woman who is monstrous and that movie is so I good. just love that movie so much oh and God. we had a good time with it and then <laughs> yeah, Maddie and Mary were on and they just killed it so
0: yeah that was a great episode I remember I think the title of that episode was like Like good for her. I'm not rooting for her, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm. She is terrible, but she's awful. But like, I can't, I can't say I don't like. Get some of it, so. And this might be a controversial thing to say, but I wouldn't want to be married to Ben Affleck either.
1: No, fuck that guy. He's like yeah. the worst.
0: <laughs> the character or actual Ben Affleck. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I'm never moving to Missouri. Sorry. No, no offense to anyone. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> I I I learned lately, uh, recently that Missouri is called the the Show Me State, and I was like, mm-hmm. what is there to show? And. My yeah, friends were I've, like, "Come on, Allison!" I was like, "I, I, besides St. Louis, I've been to Kansas City, Missouri, mm-hmm.
1: but that's that's the only part of Missouri I've seen."
0: Yeah, was there anything to see? <laughs> not
1: really. My aunt lived there, and I always had so much fun visiting her because, yeah. like, she's an aunt that I'm really close with. But yeah, I mean, when I think about going there, I think about spending time with her, not about not about the sights. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me about any of the upcoming movies if you want to reveal those? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, I have them right here. So I'm recording on We Summon the Darkness tomorrow, actually. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have
0: not. I've heard of a lot about it, though.
1: Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, it's another one where, you know, there are women who are themselves horrific and kind of use their lore to, uh, trap and murder men i mean that's that's (laughs) the plot but it's not giving too much away but um it's also just really funny it's got a lot of irony so i'm excited to record that one black swan coming up as well i'm gonna do some episodes of the x-files as well Mm -hmm. i did an episode of uh, american horror story early on but there's an episode of the x-files called terms of endearment that has bruce campbell in it actually and it's got like demonic stuff and it's very (laughs) monstrous motherhood and i was like I just gotta do it. I love the X Files, so
0: that's awesome. I've I've actually never watched the X Files, so I don't know if I'm missing out or not.
1: If I yeah. love it. It is on Hulu. Um, oh, okay. Which oh. is you know nice and accessible, but I love the X Files so much. So, and there are some you know they have creature features, the monster of the week type episodes. They have you know nice alien conspiracy episodes. They've got and then occasionally like you know killers and and this one demons. So I'm excited to, to get into it on the show. I've been rewatching the whole series, like a maniac. So
0: nice. Very cool. You now you live in Virginia, right? Yeah. I live in Richmond. Awesome. Are there any haunted sites there that you've been to?
1: I am such like, I will read horror, watch horror and like hopefully one day write horror, but I am such a wuss about being in, like haunted attractions of any oh, kind. Okay. <laughs> so I haven't done a lot of exploring. I have a couple of friends here. There's a Richmond Horror Club and there's a couple of folks. One group runs a haunted house every year. One owns a horror themed escape room. There are a couple of people that give ghost tours throughout Richmond. So like, it's definitely there. I just haven't partaken. There is the Poe Museum though. So like a lot oh, cool. of Poe stuff is here, which is, you know, I saw a tweet that was like, Edgar Allen Poe started the time honored tradition of moving back to Richmond when anything goes wrong in your life. And I was like, hell yeah, Poe, let's go. <laughs> so like the Poe's really fun, but I haven't, I haven't gotten into any of the, the haunts yet, but I, I'd like to, I just have to find the right person to go with.
0: Awesome. Now I just booked a trip to um, Asheville next month, but now I, now I wish I had booked one to Richmond to go do all the haunted shit come
1: to Richmond I love Richmond I'll show you around there's we have a massive cemetery here called Hollywood Cemetery and it's acres and acres of like hilly hilly land overlooking the river there's a gorgeous mausoleum with like stained glass and it's just beautiful and it's you know it's funny like I'll I'll take people there sometimes when they visit and a handful of people get it because like that's it's a gorgeous place to be and it's also kind of up my alley. And then every once in a while, someone will be like, why the fuck are we at a cemetery? (laughs) But it's like, it's truly a place that people go run and spend time. Like my mom and I go walk there a lot. So we'll definitely head up Hollywood Cemetery and and all the other spots.
0: Awesome. And then we can do the ghost tours. Yes. Yeah. So since you're um, afraid of going to haunted places, can I assume that you're not a skeptic?
1: You know, I, I, this
0: is where I fall in. Like, am I a Mulder or
1: a Scully on the X-Files? Like I, (laughs) I want to say that I, I, I do want to believe, to quote Fox Moulter, like, I want <laughs> to believe I haven't had any sort of experiences. You also know that I collect antique Ouija boards. They're so um, cool. I love your
0: wall. It's so <laughs> cool. Thank you.
1: <laughs> My mom and I like to antique, and I've loved finding them over the years, but I posted in this design group like my collection because I, I love it and I'm very proud of it and half the people were like you fucking idiot you're gonna get possessed <laughs> or haunted and you know like as as cautious and sort of respectful as I am of a lot of like spooky stuff that I don't I don't want to cross any lines like I don't want to encounter a lot of that stuff I'm like it's just a Ouija board it's fine like <laughs> they're fine there's hundreds of years of who knows what in those boards but I love having them and I, I don't get scared by them
0: Have you ever played with a Ouija board?
1: I have not. No, no. they are for decoration.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've thought before that it would be very cool. I think probably after seeing your wall, that it'd be cool to have like one, but then I'm also giant, excuse my French pussy. So (laughs) I'm afraid that I would like come home and like find it on the ground, like a planchette that came out of nowhere on the ground and (laughs) see it moving and be like, Oh God, I have to burn my apartment down.
1: Luckily a lot of them being so old don't have the planchette anymore. Yeah. So they're just sort of like loose at an antique shop. <clears throat> I will say uh my apartment maintenance guy, every once in a while, like when he'll come when I'm here, he's like, hell no. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's so awesome. Um, I'm gonna have to can I can I steal your photo and put it on yeah. the Instagram when this yeah, comes I'll out? send one to you for sure. Awesome. So what is your favorite streaming service for horror movies that's not shutter?
1: Ooh, Tubi. I love Tubi. Oh. I don't know if you're a
0: Tubi user. Uh, no, I'm not because they often have ads and I just cannot with ads. I am just gotten to that point where I'm impatient. So. I like Tubi
1: because it's it's so accessible. It's, you know, it's yeah. free. And I actually one time was telling a friend of mine about Tubi and he was like, "It's not free if I have to give my email." And I was like, "Well, jokes on you because you don't even have to give your email. <laughs> like, you can just watch it. You can put the app on your TV without Putting in your email, like, and they just have a huge, huge horror selection and it turns over pretty frequently, which is nice. I mean, some of it is garbage, but it's, it's, I remember when I was starting Plug It Up, actually, I sent out some press kits to people just because I was so excited about it. Like, I sent one to Joe Bob and Darcy and like was sending them to people. And as I was packing them up that day, sort of like boxing everything up, getting the addresses written out, I just put on a horror movie on Tubi and then just let it play. And then it'll give it like, it'll just go right into the next one. So that day I just let it sort of take me on its horror journey and it was really fun.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Maybe, maybe I'll have to do that. Yeah. I think I have the app on my, on my Samsung TV. Yeah. A lot of ads, but that's, I guess why it's free. So yeah. Oh, that's so cool that you sent out press releases when you started your podcast. Me, I was like, Hey Jody, you want to talk to me about horror movies? And then I was like, and I was like, can you make me a logo too? Cool. And then I was like. <laughs> I don't know how to do any of this, but here you go.
1: Hey, it's a learning process. I'm still like, I edit in audacity and I, I had to get Eric to show me like some of the more advanced ways to do things. Cause I truly like I'm trying, but it's
0: hard. <laughs> There's a lot to learn. Um, someone that we both know who started a podcast recently, he asked me a few months ago, he's like, so what like tips and tricks have you learned? And I was like, Nothing. I don't know what i are doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, none of us do. It's just, yeah. you know, I mean, if it hadn't been for zoom and how easy it is to record on zoom, yes. I don't know that I would have done it. Like it, having this sort of like built-in stuff is yeah. just so accessible. I love it.
0: Oh, it's the best. How do you decide what to watch when you're looking for a horror movie to watch that's not for your podcast?
1: I am a big rewatcher. Like I like to rewatch things sometimes for comfort sometimes because you know, if I'm in the mood for a possession movie, my head will go to like whatever possession movie I can think of. So I'm, I'm pretty bad about, not bad. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I rewatch things a lot. So I'll usually, you know, think about what kind of subgenre I'm interested in and go from either my physical media collection or stuff that I, have in my, my brain about what I might want to watch, <laughs> but I do really like, I like that Tubi will sort of suggest stuff and autoplay. I like that Shudder has the channels that it has so that if I don't know what I want to do, I can just put it on. But usually I go in with a, a comfort watch in mind.
0: Nice. What is your favorite comfort horror movie?
1: My like sick day horror movie is the 2013 Evil Dead. I don't know what it is about it, but like, I feel like I go to that one quite a bit.
0: Nice. I watched that for the first time a couple of months ago. I liked it better than the original, so which I know it's is not- so good. No,
1: it's it's so
0: so good. I still had I liked the it. vine rape in it, which is annoying, but it did. But I
1: just you know the the end of that movie is so solid and like the emotional punches that they get between the brother and sister are. It's a good movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why do you like the witch so much? Ooh, I.
1: The Witch was another comfort watch for me. I was going through like a really bad bout of depression in like always, but especially in 2019. Um, and I feel like I was watching- 2019 Witch, like, and not
0: 2020?
1: I know, right? <laughs> but it's I. It's so impressive to me because I love that so much of the dialogue is from transcripts. Like that's, that's oh, so I impressive that. to me. Yeah. Most of the dialogue comes from transcripts from trials or manuscripts oh. from the time which is, makes sense because the language there is so authentic to the time period. But I also think like they're able to pull off something so, so, so scary within, you know, like a small cast of family. It's like the tension and the sort of accusation that comes up. It's just really, really good. And I love Black Phillip. I love, (laughs) I love sort of the, the direction our character gets to go. If you haven't seen it, yeah, (laughs) I really like
0: it. Awesome. Yeah. There are parts of it that I like, I, I have trouble watching it. I don't know. I think the first time I had no idea what they were saying because I didn't have the subtitles on.
1: But I've never been in a quieter theater because everyone was like listening so intently trying to figure out what they were saying. (laughs) They're like like, when I suggested people. Yeah. I was like, watch it with the captions on. Don't try to watch it without it because you're not going to know what they're saying. (laughs) And like every time I watch it, I feel like there's I watch everything with captions. But every time I rewatch it, I'm like, oh, they said like this word that I thought they were saying something different because the old English is so hard to understand. But I kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Are there any horror movies that you won't watch or that you won't watch ever again?
1: Yes. So there's a movie I watched on Netflix in like 2016, maybe. And I've never seen it offered anywhere else, but it's called The Snare. Have you ever heard of it? Mm -mm. No. It is really fucked up. It's The general sort of idea is that these three, I think it's three, three friends go on holiday together and they're at some apartment, but it's the end of the season. And they get supernaturally locked into this apartment at the end of the holiday season. And then, like, the town's a ghost town because no one's there because it's no longer, you know, vacation season. And they're just, like, locked in. Supernaturally, they cannot get out. And really awful stuff happens to them, between them. It's really horrific. It's really gross. uh, But not in, like, the fun way. (laughs) It's, like, in a a way that I was like, yeah, I'm never watching this again.
0: Oh, okay. I'm kind of morbidly curious to watch it now, but also not.
1: There's one assault scene that like really was awful, which, you know, that'll usually do it. Yeah. So, but in general, just, yeah, I won't forget it, (laughs) but it was just, and it's weird. I haven't seen it anywhere since, like I haven't seen it on Hulu or Shudder or anything like that, but yeah, the snare, I don't know how wide a release it got, but it was on Netflix at one point.
0: I guess there's not a huge demand for it, which yeah. makes sense based on what you said. <laughs> that 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 is how I feel about The Last House on the Left. Mm, yeah, so. I haven't revisited that one. Yeah. yeah, that's what a lot of people that I have on here say. They're like, I've seen that never again. I don't need yeah. to see it again. I'm good. <laughs> Are you back to seeing movies in movie theaters yet? Yeah, I've seen a couple in theaters. I saw Sensor in
1: theaters. I oh, saw cool. the new Purge movie. Um, Scream. I saw the new yes. Scream. And mostly I'm watching stuff, streaming when yeah. I can. But there have been a few that I've gone to the theater for. And I don't know. It's yeah. always special. I like going to the movies.
0: Yeah. What did you think of uh, Scream 5?
1: I loved it. I love yeah. Scream. And I just, you know, it's so special because I, the first Scream I saw in theaters was Scream 4. And just meant so much to me because, you know, I was there with my my cousin and my brother who were like my two horror buddies like original horror buddies and it was really special for us to see that in the theater and you know then seeing five in the theater like had me kind of emotional for other reasons partly because scream and partly because we're back like well with a lot of uh caveats but like we're able to do more things than we were two years ago you know what i mean Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so yeah on that note have you ever had any noteworthy experiences seeing a horror movie in theaters good or bad yeah, two come to mind. There's a there's a historic
1: theater in Richmond called the Bird Theater that's been around for forever. It's really cool. They have this like organ that comes up out of the ground that someone plays oh, uh, cool. for certain shows. It's like, you know, the big red velvet, you know, drapey curtains and ornate chandeliers. It's, it's just a beautiful little place. And I took my mom to see what we do in the shadows there for a sold out screening. And, you know, it was just really nice to hear her laugh and have a good time and we had a lot of fun with that one.
0: Oh, that's awesome
1: and then the richmond horror club it hasn't been meeting since the pandemic but we saw halloween 2018 together in like a packed theater downtown and i don't know like it's i've seen a lot of movies with the horror club like we did lights out we did one of the conjurings like we've, we've seen a lot of fun ones together but halloween like seeing a halloween movie a new halloween movie in theaters together was yeah really like the energy was buzzing. It was really good.
0: Yeah. And I, I really liked Halloween 2018. So it's so
1: fun. I love yeah,
0: it. It's, it's good. I'm looking forward to Halloween ends, but my, I've lowered expectations for it. Yeah.
1: You know, I follow Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis on Instagram and she, that looks like they just finished wrapping. So I'm okay. like, I'm getting the sort of excitement building <laughs> about you know, how cool it, it could be, yeah. but we'll see. <laughs> did you like Halloween kills? There were parts of it that I really liked. Um, there were some wild kills in it. I think about yeah. that. The nurse and doctor couple that really dressed up as a nurse and doctor, like they had a wild sort of kill <laughs> for them. You know, I, I liked the parts where Michael was on screen, but we didn't get a lot of that just because it focused on sort of the mob for, for much of it. But there were parts of it that I really did enjoy.
0: Yeah. What horror movie are you most looking forward to seeing in 2022?
1: Ooh, I am excited about Nope. I'm excited about that. Halloween ends. I think I had another one written down. Oh, X, the uh, new Thai West movie.
0: Oh, yeah. That one looks so interesting. I always, whenever I would see the start of the preview in theaters a few months back, I would always be like oh is this the new texas chainsaw because like they're in like a house it has that vibe yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so i'm looking yeah i'm looking forward to that because i don't i like britney snow kind of so i think the cast looks really solid yeah yeah Yeah. what are your predictions for what nope is going to be about um i i did hear what the acronym stands for so i don't
1: want to spoil that for (laughs) anyone if they haven't so i'm I'm thinking well I feel like there's no way to not spoil it but I'm thinking what we're all thinking given what the acronym stands for if that makes (laughs) sense so but either way the scope of it looks really big I'm excited
0: yeah yeah I'm really I'm interested to see how the horse ranch is going to tie into it if it is going to at all
1: but I don't know yeah it gives (laughs) me like sort of um I don't know you know like you know like when you listen to like last podcast on the left and they're talking about like ranchers seeing i mean yeah. i think like immediately think of skinwalker ranch but like ranchers seeing spooky things out in the night mm-hmm. and like maybe they'll see some spooky things on the ranch who
0: knows <laughs> oh god i could not i could not live on a ranch in the middle of nowhere at be outside at night i'd be like oh
1: god whenever i've stayed somewhere really remote i'm like it is so dark and so quiet and like yeah. i i'm just not used to things being that dark and quiet
0: i cannot i can't even i can't sleep in like remote places. I went and stayed in the cabin in like September, 2020 with a bunch, with a few female friends. And I like could not sleep for, because my room had no windows and it was also super quiet. And the door to the attic was in my room.
1: Mm, I was
0: like, (laughs) I made my friend go up there the second day that we were there. I was like, you need to look in there and you need to search hard. Cause I yes. know there's someone in there. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. That would scare me too. <laughs> no, no amount of melatonin was working.
1: Mm-mm. So I would have moved maybe to the couch, but then the windows, like a lot of those places that are remote don't have like curtains or blinds cause there's no one out there.
0: But then I'm like, ah, people can see it. <laughs> right. And there were so many sliding glass doors in this place. Like on every side of the house. I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> are there any horror movies that you love that people generally don't like?
1: I, I really love the Paranormal Activity franchise as a whole. Uh, I know that most people have a fondness for the first one because it was just like, you know, the, it's, its budget to box office ratio was amazing and what they were able to com- accomplish was really cool. But a lot of people don't like that they feel, you know, repetitive. I love them though. The sixth one is stupid, but I, I do love the franchise as a whole. So I'll usually go to bat for those even when people are like, oh, no. So I, that's sort of, and then also this is not a movie, but I love American horror story. So that's another one where people are like, oh, it's stupid. And I'm like, I know it's stupid, but I still love
0: it. So. Awesome. I tried watching one episode of American horror story and I was like, this is so scary. I can't do this. So which never was it the first there. season or? I think so. I think I probably yeah. started like season one, episode one, just total wimp, but I love the paranormal scary, act- yeah. I love the paranormal activity movies. I have the box set. So yes. Yes. I'm yeah. glad to hear that.
1: They yeah, It needs some love. I feel like, you know, people are like, they're the same thing over and over. And I'm like, well, then you haven't seen the marked ones. Cause it's different.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not white people.
1: It's not white people. <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's, there's some time travel. There's yeah. like
0: paradoxes. It's, it sounds silly and it can be, but I love it. Yeah. And then what is, what is the premise of six? I can't remember.
1: Six is the ghost dimension where like the, yeah, the I, old school camera shows like, yes, you know,
0: like the, the, the ooze or whatever. The, yeah. Yeah. And there are
1: scary moments in it, but it's just not, it's not as yeah. well done as the other ones. I don't think.
0: Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't enjoy Next of Kin.
1: I did. I liked Next of Kin.
0: It was, I mean, it was different,
1: but yeah. I'm, I'm always here for a paranormal activity movie. So I was really excited that we were getting one and I feel like I can suspend my disbelief for those like when people are like why is the camera recording? Why is yeah. XYZ? I'm like just I'm I'm okay with it. Like I'm I'm here to let myself enjoy it. So
0: yeah, definitely I agree with that and it's like why is the camera recording? Cuz we want a movie. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one of the times that I am like why is there a camera is one of the parts in the movie Host that came out on Shutter in 20 20- 20, I think it was. And there, she's like walking up the attic stairs and holding the laptop. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. No,
1: that's the only part where it's like, that's too much to carry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no, you don't need that. But of course we need that. I don't know. Yeah. Host was fun. I, you know, it was, it was neat how fast they were able to get it
1: out, you know? And like, they were like, oh, we're going to do a zoom horror movie because we're on fucking zoom right now. And I was
0: like, you know what? Respect for getting that out. (laughs) Right. Even though most of the filming was like done on iPhones, it wasn't even done on like laptops or anything. (laughs) Yeah. If you could remake one horror movie, which one would it be? Ooh, I was thinking that I feel like I would explore. Okay. So two answers. I wouldn't
1: mind doing another final destination movie and maybe getting some creative control there (laughs) just because they're really fun. And there's kind of like Endless, goofy, scary ways for people to die in those. And I just feel like, you know, it's trying to conceptualize what this sort of inciting event's going to be, you know, the logging truck, the airplane, the roller coaster, the car. Like, there's so many ways that you can go in the beginning. There's so many ways that you can go from there out. So I think that one would be fun to, you know, if you had like a fun team you were working with to write that would be a cool experience. Yeah. But I also like, I love vampires. So I'm not sure if there's a, like a particular vampire movie that I'd want to remake, but I'd love to sort of explore that in general somehow. Awesome.
0: I, yeah. I also love Final Destination. They are making a new one. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. uh, Jeffrey Reddick was scouting locations last year. I think they're going to be in like the Maldives or something. I could be wrong, but yeah. Well, I'm here for it. Yeah. What is your favorite kill from all the Final Destination movies? Ooh.
1: The one that I always come up thinking about, I guess because the character is so like, I don't know, jacked up is the one where the dude is on like a workout machine. He's on like a weight machine and you keep thinking that there's like uh, knives or like swords above him that you think are going to slice him. And then also the weight machine looks like it's going to break on him. So you're kind (laughs) of like wondering which it is that's going to kill him. And just the, the end result, his death ends up being so... Not satisfying, but it's just sort of like, oh,
0: there it is. So that's one that I always think of when I think of the franchise. What about you? Nice. What I always think of is the opening sequence from two. So mm. just the highway pileup.
1: Yeah, hard not to.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it changed a generation of drivers. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> My final question is, if you had to spend quarantine with one horror villain, who would it be? Ooh. Part of me wants to say
1: Black Phillip because I just <laughs> love Black Philip. Have you seen Mondo's Black Philip tattoo?
0: I think I think he showed it to me when I had him on. It is gorgeous.
1: I'm <laughs> I'm not in a like a, a space where I feel comfortable getting a tattoo right now, just sort of with some body image stuff. But like one day I was like, Mondo, I am going to copy your tattoo because I love it. It's so cool. So I, I I want to say something cool like Black Phillip, but I also like, I like the jokester villains. Like I like watching Freddy on screen. I like watching Chucky on screen because they're just such dickheads, but they're so funny. So like, I feel like it would be, if I want to laugh, like, I don't know, could maybe spend it with Freddy. I don't know.
0: <laughs> nice. Do you have any horror tattoos right now? I
1: don't. I'm, I'm. I'm such a wimp with tattoos, not because of the pain, but because I feel like I'll get one and immediately be like, I hate it (laughs) and want to get rid of it. But I would love, love, love a black Phillip tattoo. of like what Mondo has, but I'll, I'll tweak it. So it's not like an exact copy, but I would love one of those on my thigh.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any? I don't have any hard tattoos. I have one small tattoo on my arm, but it took me like 10 years of working myself up. Like, I was like, I don't want to get something and then hate it and then regret it. So yeah. Well, I and the it. thing is
1: like, if, you know, if Robert Egger is like one day comes out as like a terrible person or something, at least I can be like, it's just a goat, <laughs> <It's, you> know, <laughs> it's just a goat on my leg. It's not
0: locked alone. <laughs> so. It is not from the witch. What are you talking about? I would never. So. <laughs> oh, well, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you and plug it up on the internet? Yeah. So I am
1: plug it up pod on Instagram and Twitter. I am also Caitlin Grant, just C-A-I-T-L-I-N-G-R-A-N-T on Twitter. Uh, It's private, but only because of, you know, like work purposes. So if you're a fun horror person and want to talk horror, just send me a follow request and we can be buddies on there too. But yeah, the Plug It Up ones are Plug It Up Pod.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. That's it for this week's episode of Who's There. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Caitlin Grant, and thank you again to Caitlin for coming on. I'll leave links to where you can find her and plug it up on the internet in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter at Who's There Pod or on Instagram at Who's There Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, horror movie recommendations, or you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at Who's There PC at gmail.com. Until next time, stay scary and get vaccinated.